Hey, welcome to Blank Body, Vampire the Masquerade B5 podcast. I'm Hunter, and like most of the times, I'm joined by John. I'm back. Baby. Baby. And I'm Sarah. Hello. And once again, we're joined by the lore expert. I forgot that part. I was just going to let you say your name like everybody else, but now you've demoted yourself again. Uh, now he's a guest. You never, ever get the title. It's James and Lorebot, goddammit. We have our first guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bennett, where's the gun? No. 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 We talked about this. Yes. He's you know. not allowed to share those anymore. No. No. Not after what happened to that police station. I'm... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember the, okay, yeah. The, the Hunter campaign where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just supposed to be doing a stealth mission, then it turned into a national tragedy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled the precinct in 11. We're getting about as bad at intros as Robert Evans is. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. again? Well, take three. Yeah, is that he... the guy who makes the fancy salad dressing? Yes. Ooh, I like their uh, garlic vinaigrette. I also <laughs> probably wouldn't play with a knife next to your core because it keeps bumping and I can hear it. It's fine. I'm just letting you know. For you. Look, hi, <laughs> welcome. No, no, no. We're doing. We're just going now. We're just going with this. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it. We're live. fuck it. We're doing it live. Hunter has a knife that he's just wielding. Not at anybody. He just has it. Yes, but I am not allowed to be armed. He's not brandishing it at people. And he's he just not has telling it. People, he's going to use it on people. He's just playing with it. You can play with a knife. Right. I'm just being a sneaky little guy. Sneaky, sneaky. I mean, do you guys want to fight about it? Because good, that is the theme of this episode. Yeah, because I, I got a knife. Oh, wait, me too. <laughs> almost elbowed a window out. <laughs> yeah. If, if you Fuck took it. the window out for that joke. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no Let's go. It'd be like the Stone Cold Steve Austin intro. We're just glass breaking. <laughs> and then the no, no, Paralyzed no. song. No. Wait, well, before before we smash that window, we got to talk about combat and how it works in V5. Yeah, how hey. would I roll my dice if I were going to attack the wi- uh, window, Sarah? Oh Tell me how I combat game to get all of the XP. Yeah, so about that. Uh, we are actually going to talk about that during this episode, because apparently, uh, I don't know about you, I've run into people that are very confused about how combat works in this system, especially if they're like, Hey, so I'm used to D&D where I get XP exclusively from committing, like, small genocides across the land. Can I tell a little quick D&D story? So, you know, speaking of genocides across the land. Yeah. um, I was playing in a fifth ed game with some friends, and uh, we got a mission. There were these small creatures that kept going into the crops and, like, stealing crops and destroying parts of the garden and this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. So we were hired to go find them and kill them and or, or at least rid the town of the problem, kill them. We go in, and just as we get to this place, a rain starts, it's a thunderstorm, and then we get there, and it's just a bunch of little creatures in little burrows. and mm-hmm. They start to come out, and they look kind of threatening, so we just start hacking at them. But then... The DM started describing some of them like protecting smaller ones and like trying to crawl away and things like that. And I was just like, hold on, we're just like slaughtering like a family of kobolds. They didn't really do anything wrong. They just like need food. And so then we ended up killing like half the town to protect them. Protect the kobolds? Yeah. (laughs) You adopted a family of kobolds? Kind of. We were just like, you got to leave like right now. Not come back. Like, we don't want to hurt you, but these people will kill you. And so they're like, okay. And then just as we're about to be like, cool, we're going to tell them the problem is solved. Like a mob of them showed up to like Like help finish the job. Pretty much. And then one of our, uh, our wizard 
cast shatter on them, I think, mm-hmm. and just kind of turned them into a ball of goop. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> cool, we're friends. Fuck you. Have you seen Critters 2? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, and you got to the end of that combat and you're like, all right, you get so many XP based off of like how many people you murdered. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't fucking do that. Yes. Combat does happen in the world of darkness. Shockingly. Fights do happen. Mm-hmm. It's almost like half the powers are combat focused. I know, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird that half of your shit is to kick somebody's ass, and asses you may kick. But you don't have to. You don't have to. Plus, there's not just, you know, punch and stab and shoot and combat. There's also social combat. You can get somebody so pissed or so embarrassed that they frenzy. Among myriads of other problems. I'm like, if you gear your character to be a social character, if you can set everything up right, you can honestly decimate a character almost as bad if not worse than they would have been if you just got into a combat you can straight up do like psychic damage basically oh yeah yeah, yeah. you can you can wound somebody's soul cool it's great cool i'm not petty at all ah it's fine but yeah no it's great and oh god where is i so basically the the rough of this stuff is we're all pulling from the v5 core book and any uh, current errata that would be required. But thankfully, the combat system did not have to get fucked with with the errata. There are some abilities that got updates, but we're not going to talk about that right now. This is just the core base. Like, if you want to do some fighting with your fists or words. <laughs> yeah. Or guns. Fuck you. Or guns. Or, or ninja swords. You could do a ninja sword. Uh, you could... I actually had a character, her their whole weapon set was just tools. So just like screwdrivers and wrenches Crystal. and hammers. My guy mostly uses a golf club in our game. Yeah, you, you can get fucking weird with it, guys, and please do. It's really fun. Yeah. Again, the new Jet Seti I'm making is going to be using spray paint as a weapon. Mm-hmm. All forms of it. Can and usages. Yes. Sergey had like a potato cannon, essentially. You know? Mm-hmm. Hey, I was, oh, no. Like literally when I came in, because I did not listen to or view those episodes before I came in, and you were just describing your character. And I was like, I love him. This yeah. is great. I was just like, oh God, I hope they fuck around. This sounds great. <laughs> like you, I came in and I heard you tell me that like after the fact and then, you know, listening to the episode mm-hmm. and then hearing all the shit there. And I'm like, yeah, no, cops can't fuck with you for that. That's nope. just moving supplies. I mean, the fucking like angler fish mouth will probably get you just immediately murrakud yeah, to the yeah. ground. But, you know, having a potato gun that essentially just shoots steaks instead of potatoes. Well, I guess you could wedge the potato gun... I could put a potato. You could potato. It, potato can be involved in the staking weapon. Also, totally. I will say I, I I felt bad for that more. <laughs> the first one you ganked. Just because oh, yeah, Sarah yeah. did say that was a mortal. Just yeah. punk. Oh, well, I was whatever. like, oh no. Uh, yeah, you you stake just a guy with well, a potato stake gun. Yeah, that guy's fucking dead. Well, <laughs> you yeah. could use a potato as wadding. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, just use <laughs> just the like put pack a potato it in there. down and then put a stake in. Yeah, it. so it catches all the See, air. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Good. Yeah. See, I pictured it as he like machined the stakes to fit perfectly in. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he had like a four in craft. It so. could go either way, but the nice thing is because of V5's dice system being a little bit more flexible and story based, you can do some fucking wild ass shit and yeah. encourage it. But to do the wild shit, you need to understand just the base frame of how this is going to work. And we're going to talk about it. Let's go. Let's Yo, go. Let's do it. So, uh, generally, when you're doing opposed dice rolls, it's called a contest. This could be kind of just any fucking thing. 
where you're just like, oh, I'm trying to out sneak a guy or trying to outsmart somebody in computer hacking, that kind of thing. Uh, it counts as a uh, conflict when damage will occur, whether to your health or your willpower. So I'm going to punch you. It's a conflict. Yes. If I'm going to uh, say, screw you, Betsy, Elysium. That's a willpower. Mm, that would that could potentially cause willpower damage. That is also a conflict. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Conflicts. Conflicts yeah. as opposed to a contest where you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm trying to outrun is it always, the pizza truck. I don't is know. Is it always skill to skill? So it's always athletics in a con or in a contest? No. No. No, no I was so just picking off like the- spot and trying to spot someone versus yes. someone being hidden. Yeah, there could be somebody that's like got a ghillie suit and they're hiding in the bush. And you're cool. trying to, like, look at them with your special eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a contest. Because cool. no damage is happening. Cool. Remember, folks, if they have a ghillie suit on, if you just throw fire at them, they're just extra flammable now. If you can spot the ghillie suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you specialize in specialize. God damn it. Very good. Fuck. That took Very me a second. Good. Oh, yeah. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. That's okay. I have this guava juice. It's fine. It's very Wanting pointy. the ability to eat again. Yeah, that's, again, literally one of my favorite things to do in a vampire game is to play high humanity character to me like, look, I can have food and wine. And it's fine. Wait, at what level can you actually eat food? Nine. Yeah, it's interesting on that. So, um. Wait, you can do that without without the merit? Yeah, you have to have humanity nine. Oh. You can eat some okay, food. No, 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 that's fine. That's why Alec can drink wine. Oh, yeah, no, I got that. Yeah, uh, when you start a fight. Most people who are used to playing role-playing games do a thing called initiative. Uh, and like if you're doing a classic D&D, a conflict kind of starts and then the DM goes, okay, roll initiative. Everybody's like, fuck. No. This is the one role where it's okay for me to roll shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't affect too much. But uh, with this system, uh, there is not a requirement to roll for initiative. There are rules for if you want to have a more in-depth combat. Mm-hmm. They do offer rules for that, but the general uh, system is uh, initiative is whoever is in- init- like when you two characters initiate a conflict, they will be at the top of the initiative roster. They will be rolling their stuff first, and then it's ranged combatants. Then it's anybody else who jumps into the combat, like physical combat, and then anybody else doing anything else stupid. So you could have two guys slashing swords on the streets. They go first, and then you got a sniper up on the building. He goes next. And then you got one of their homies running into the sword fight. That'd be third. And then you got some bitch running away. Right. They would be going last. So kind of a dramatic initiative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and basically because of the way um, turns work, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Because of the way turns work, since you're basically just rolling stuff simultaneously, you don't have to be like, oh, yeah. Ed goes first, and then Greg, and then Rosa, and then Miguel, and then Chan. Like, that's not... It all just kind of happens at once. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that as much. If you want to do a more traditional uh, initiative, the book recommends... There's a whole section back around, like, page 300 that says you can roll composure and awareness to establish initiative order. If you want... You don't have to. I'll be honest, I have had a lot of bristling from people in the vampire community when I bring up doing combat with any kind of more depth or strategy outside of just describing it. Yeah, I don't get that because mm. I, don't, I don't know. I guess the way we've played mostly in our combats, we have been pretty strategic about it and making sure placement of where we are mattered. I mm-hmm. mean, the one that I'm thinking of specifically was that one in the uh, garage 
where we just kind of like hunkered down behind cars until the guards walked past. And then we were just like, all right, gank them. Like Mm -hmm. knowing that cover and being able to kind of visualize it was helpful. Yeah. I mean, that would be neat sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you guys as a group tend to like more combat strategy and tactics and coming up with battle strategies. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to write the story in ways where it's like, okay, if that's something you guys like, I'm going to try and set up more situations where that's going to happen. At least the core book does offer rules for if you want to get more in depth with that kind of thing. Where, yeah, if you're doing a mission like that, initiative order might be important so you can get the edge on doing the attack. So it's there if you want it. If you don't want it, that's fine. You don't have to yell at me in the Discord server about it. You could also do things like, oh, say someone pops... Solarity, you can bump them up the initiative if you want. Mm-hmm. And having an actual initiative, in my eyes, would make things like Celerity more useful than just saying, oh, you ran real fast. Yeah. It has an actual like tactical advantage. Well, there are some Celerity powers that are tactically advantage- uh, advantageous. Uh, again, like uh, I'm literally having that uh, SETI just buy a dot of Celerity so you can be like, I can dodge bullets. I'm going to acknowledge it. I misspoke a moment ago. Uh, there's initiative ratings. So you don't roll mm. composure and awareness. You just slap those two together that's and it. that's your initiative. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Because I heard you start that by going, you roll. And then I was like, where's the roll coming in? Yeah. No, you don't. That's just your initiative rating. That was my bad. Look, internet, you can have a fuck up and just own it and move on like I'm doing right now. So, oh, girl. Like I said, I have gotten my ass chewed out about bringing these things up to random VTM groups. So I'm just like, hi, we're recording this. It's my podcast. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't get that for like combat. I think it makes it fun. I mean, I like theater of mine kind of stuff, but I found like even in D&D, like people get excited when you get like maps and minis out and it gets people more involved. And I also have friends who just have like not trouble role playing or anything necessarily, but trouble visualizing physical spaces that their characters interacting in that intimately in like mm-hmm. a combat or something. It's easy to be like, yes, I'm in a grand ballroom and I'm talking to this thousand year old vampire. But all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're fighting. And it's like, well, what's okay, in the room? Well, I need to worry about cover. I need to what what kind of environment can I use to my advantage? Things like that. Yeah. Having a mat totally helps. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm planning on, uh, at least in the Chicago game, depending on how you guys plan on doing the, we're going to try and take out McTavish arc. I might be throwing down a battle mat if it's the um, the one you guys were talking about where it was going to be an ambush. With the helicopter? Yeah. Yeah, I got plans, bitch. Okay. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to fucking do it. I didn't. Okay, cool. I don't know. Are we actually going to use a helicopter in this? I can't tell if the helicopter has become just a running joke or someone's going to end up getting like a military grade helicopter. Okay. We don't know. But yeah, that's the kind of strategy thing where it's like, well, you're dealing with a military character. You have military guys in your group and you're planning an ambush. Having like a map that you guys can actually plan in real time where you guys are moving Mm -hmm. could help with theater of mind stuff. There are some players that don't fucking want that shit. And that's super valid and that's what you want that's fine there's also the other option where you guys were talking about like ambushing him on the road right and i'm like i've been stocking up little hot wheels <laughs> that are the makes and models of the cars you guys have described oh i love it so either way there can be options for this right. and and as an example the the book does recommend for the initiative rating you can substitute like resolve and awareness or other stats depending on what the situation is for the initiative mm-hmm. 
So if you guys were doing the initiative for the car one, it's like, honestly, I might swap out awareness for drive and be like, all right, composure and drive. Who's got the highest number? You're going to go first on this. Right. Yeah. It's just some, it's just some fun story playing options and it kind of helps bring certain stats more to a tangible, like, ah, there's a reason why I set my points to be this way. And this is where my character is shining. Especially if you're playing a more physical character, this is time for you to literally kick ass and take names. You built this character to do that. Fucking go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On a quick side note. So uh, if you're planning a surprise attack, like you guys are, you have the option of rolling your stealth checks ahead of time to establish you're doing an ambush. And then that's when the initiative would kick in Mm -hmm. is after you've done the, aha, Aha! I've done the attack now, so then the initiative kicks in. Right. Cool. So, yeah, it's just it, like any other it, game with surprise about rounds. Surprise attacks. Yeah. It gives you a chance. Yeah. Yeah, planned surprise attack, but if you're doing a surprise attack, you, the defender does get a chance to try to see you. you. Right. And that's when the initiative roster would kick in. Mm-hmm. So, cool. You can do that. If you think the combat is going to be too slow and fuck up the pacing of your story, don't fucking do it. It's your story, my guys. We can do what we want. There's fun options. I love the idea of using battle mats. I don't feel like an initiative is super needed in this game. At least no. so far, like, we've played it, you know? No, because I've run with the system where it is just like, all right, whoever attacked first goes first. Right. Ranged weapons, combatants, and then... And then unless one of us has a celerity thing that would bump us up faster, then... Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Like, as long as everybody in the troop's having a good time, this is just guidelines the book yeah. recommends. Yeah, cool. So... Yeah. Also, as a as a player, like mm-hmm. I would, I don't know if cheated is the right word, but I would be a little bummed if we got into some combat. It's like, all right, these eight tough vampires like come out of the shadows at you guys. All right, we're just gonna like talk it out for a couple minutes and move on. It's like, come on, that's a big combat. Let's yeah. like make it special. Like, let's even if you draw like a shitty map on like some grid paper and be like, here's where they're standing. Here's where you guys were when you got ambushed. Like. Right. What do you do? There's some cover here. There's like, oh, there's some rebar lying on the ground here. There's like a big puddle of gas over here. Like, you know, do so do something a little extra to make the combat a little more special. Because it's really easy otherwise to be like, I use my power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, oh, I get a bonus for improvised weapons. So I'm going to pick something up off the ground. What's on the ground near me that I can pick up? Okay, I have that now. Right. Yeah, that's an easy thing to fall into. Also... Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said this, but it's brilliant. Uh, somebody I know said that vampires are a lot like Skeksis, where they talk a lot of shit. Yes, those. They talk a lot of shit, and they do a lot of plotting and behind the scenes, but when they actually get into being able to fight, they don't really fucking do anything. And I'm like, yeah, I know a lot of people that have made very combat-oriented characters that don't do a fuck ton, because everybody's just like, no, 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 the, the, the health system in this game is brutal. If we actually start swinging, like, people are fucked. Right. And that's fine if that's the game you want to play and you guys what you guys want to do. But I'm like, because of that, I kind of am a fan of if you're going to do combat, like fucking go for it and make it fun and get weird with it. Mm -hmm. And also, I will have to say before we get off that, Mm -hmm. there was a memory core corruption whenever Mm -hmm. I uh, think about that name. Back in the day, I thought that was his just name Mm. and didn't know that they all had titles. I was like, oh, he's named Chamberlain. Oh, the Skeksis? Yep. Yeah. I did not know that that was, they were all like title oriented. I was like, because you only like hear him like, they're literally like Chamberlain, Chamberlain, Chamberlain. And then every other one, it's like you hear it like once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they only use their real names like one time in the movie. And I think it's talking about Skektek. Mm. I think Skektek is the only one that they actually use one of their real names. Uh, 
One thing I wanted to add on what Sarah said, though, was that if you are going to play a game where you're not going to you're you don't want to roll combat because you're afraid of how deadly it is, you need to either give your players who might be taking those abilities alternative uses for those skill dots or warn them ahead of time that, hey, this is not a combat heavy game. If you put five points in Protean to like slash the shit out of stuff that may not, that might just be a really strong intimidate check just so you know yeah like you need to tell your players like hey i don't want to really fight in this game so be wary of how you spend your points i think that's mm-hmm. you know for me i think what i like about the combat in the system is that it is very it can be very deadly it can be very like well you just got fucked up real real fast but that in my opinion just really encourages you to be creative with how you approach like physical combat like i mean yes i'm sure you can think of plenty of vampire movies where the vampires are just running in head first and punching things but most vampire movies if they're going to be fighting stuff they're being a little bit more like tactical about it if that makes sense i'm thinking like underworld um i know those are dangerous words to use on this podcast but um you know i'm thinking like underworld even like even like Blade, I mean, he was very like jump in and punch things, but he like had a plan the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that having a plan going into combat in this game really rewards you. Or being creative with your tactics and whatnot. Yeah. So we've gotten to the point. So you guys have initiated a conflict. I'm going to punch him. The, the, the initiative and turn order has been agreed upon. You're aware of how the conflict will be going role wise. But what do you but how do you know uh, what to do next? So. Uh, after initiative is understanding what a turn is. I know this is very base bones and I am sorry, everybody. But, so a turn is, uh, when everybody in at the table that's involved in the conflict has done an action. In VTM time, this could take less than a second. This could took three hours. Depends on what the fuck you're doing. So, yeah, be aware of that time. The turns, especially if you're doing social conflicts, they get a little wibbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. it's just kind of up to storyteller discretion of like how long a quote unquote turn takes. It's not like D&D where it's set it's six seconds every time and you need to be aware of this. Keep track of your spells. And da, da, da. Mm. No, it's a little looser. And uh, I know in D&D it's really confusing to me because I played multiple editions and the amount of time actually changes in almost every edition. Thank the maker, uh, literally 3.0 and 5e are the same. Those are the same increments. It, is, it was standard in three, uh, 3.0 and 3.5 that it was six seconds 10 rounds is a minute. And then they carry that over to 5th edition. It was great. I know what you're talking about. Like, the difference between AD&D and D&D 2.0. And 4, isn't it a super short amount of time? Oh, you're right. It is. Oh, it's like a second or like We don't seconds. talk about the dark monster. We do not wish to summon it. <laughs> yeah, so depending on what situation you're going in, a turn could take, like... A sec could be forever. Eh, it kind of depends. It's just how long it takes for everybody to do an action of some sort. And you can kind of choose that to flavor the style of combat you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, you know, if you want to do like John Woo, like I dive across the table and shoot a couple bullets, you maybe you're rolling for one shot, but you know, you want to make it super like flashy. You can be like, oh, like it turns like 10 seconds. Like you can literally, I'm going to dive through the fish tank and like slide on my back across the table and like just open <laughs> and just open fire at people. That, yeah. that Or you could be like, I want to do this punch by punch because we have been trying to take this guy out mm-hmm. for 
literally like six sessions. We are head to head, and I want to roll for every punch I put in his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, and I, I appreciate that the system does have the option where it's like, yeah, if you want to get into a very John Wick style, like quick succession of just like a bunch of shit, that those kind of combats could get insane because if you're going punch by punch, especially with certain vampire powers, like that can get fucking ridiculous. And that could be really fun if that's the kind of game you want to run. You could stat your character out to, like, body a human in, like, one punch like a John Wick. Fucking you could... skip her over here smiling at Alec. <laughs> He's just like, I, I didn't even mean to. It just so hurt. Yeah, you were just like, yes. I'm going to use insect biology murder. Shit's going to happen, man. Yes. Which Combat I, will be short, is the goal. Yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> yes. Literally, just hearing dude. you talk about this stuff makes me go, fuck, I want to I wanna watch that uh, uh, Terraformers. I want to watch Terraformers and see how I can use that in uh, Frizzamitzi stuff, because I'm like, that seems really fucking fun. Yeah. So now that we understand how a turn works for V5, uh, so a turn is everybody who goes around does an action. You do an action by rolling conflict pools, which will be your dicey boys. Uh, When you're engaged in a conflict, if it is like attackers and defenders. So Mm -hmm. like the first example is two guys like punching it out. Those guys will roll their two their two pools at the same time because they're they're resolving basically simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's not a defense rating in this game. It is an opposed pool. If you're doing conflicts, yes. If you're doing conflict pools, it will be opposed. Mm -hmm. The way you resolve a conflict is everybody rolls them bones. The side with the most successes on their bones is the winner. And the side that loses has however many successes they have gets subtracted from the amount of successes from the winner. And that difference is called the margin. The margin is the damage that is done that turn. Mm -hmm. Okay. If for some fucking reason you guys roll a tie, both sides just take one damage. Fair. You're just nice. scratching and slapping. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like oh, a just really a lame wizard fight. Just like slap, 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 slap. Oh, just a vaudeville act. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah there you go. Yeah, or fucking. Oh, yeah, they put some weird programming in me. I was trying to remember. Oh, you know that scene in fuck the the Helsing OVA where Alucard and the Father Anderson punch each other so hard, like <laughs> like fist bro punch. It's like that. Yes. Like okay, you can cool. tell it sucks, but like nothing really happened because they hit each other so hard. Cool. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, most rules for conflicts, the book recommends you do best of three. So you roll three conflict pools and whoever has best two out of three. Does the thing. Yeah. Now, does that mean like, I'm trying to think of a scenario that would work for that. Like somebody's grappling someone. Oh yeah, you grappling. sets of three or would it be like, we do one and then we kind of move yeah. on for a little bit. We do the second one. Oh yeah, well, the prime example of this. So in a kind of chillax game that I'm in, um, I'm playing Abana Hakim as a vizier and then that we had a paramilitary gangrel guy he was getting a little like agitated so the bon hakim was like hey do you want to just go spar in the backyard and like get you to not be so angry and he's like yeah so the st decided to let us do best out of three for the combat role he had feral claws i had a knife so we would roll the first conflict we described how that went okay rolled the second conflict described how that happened and the TLDR of that situation was he got a little spicy and did not botch. He, I basically was defending and was just kind of blocking him with the knife because I was like, well, I don't want to hurt him. Right. And he rolled, uh, I think it was a messy crit. Uh-oh. So he on the inside got really annoyed and was like, I have to kick her ass. Mm. So by the time he got around to the third roll, he's like, 
oh, I'm going to hurt her like severely. I need to. So he tapped. He was just like, no, 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 no. I I, I don't want to hurt her. She's I actually like this one. Damn. And I'm just like, I am a nerd in a tweed coat with a knife. <laughs> this should not have worked. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Success. But yeah, that's one way of doing a combat where you can describe like several blows and actions with a mm-hmm. uh, best out of three. Cool. If you want, or you can just have like three punches or three shoots or three stabs and like that be it. Right. As long as it's like whatever is most dramatically appropriate for the semen, everybody's kind of cool with it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can also do the very dramatic thing of a single roll contest. Uh oh. When you do that, you are going to roll the pool once. And that is the result. It is highly recommended that before you do this, you establish what the stakes of the roll are. And maybe as an ST, throw a goodie in there, being like, all right, if you win, I'll throw this little extra bonus thing. And make sure everybody's aware that, yep, if you get the one, you, you get the one roll, and this is how it goes. And if you lose, it's probably going to suck. But if you win, it's going to be super cool. Yeah. So, you know, that that's another, like, eh, whatever's most dramatically fun for you. Those are the two that the book recommends to kind of keep conflict or combat kind of speedy. Yeah. Unless, you know, again, you have a table that likes the nitty gritty fucking just like duct taping pigeons to fists kind of fights. Let's go. Pigeon fists. Yeah. And then there's also rules for that. Wait, rules for pigeons as brass knuckles? Not entirely, but yeah, there's there are extra bonus rules in the back of the book that are really actually kind of fucking cool. I would do improvised plus your animalism. Because, I mean, there's rules for bass knuckles, which adds a plus one to the damage. Okay, right. you're telling me we can use bass as weapons, but not pigeons? What do you mean bass are weapons? You said bass knuckles. <sighs> I'm very sober for this episode. Yeah, I feel like... Bass wouldn't be that bad of a weapon. They're pretty no, solid. They, yeah, they're pretty I big. feel like you can maybe get one solid whack out of it before you've separated the fish from the tail. Depends if it's frozen or not. That's mm-hmm. true. Frozen. Um, I'm not a fishing expert. My point is, I would be very fish. upset if they had stats for bass knuckles, but not pigeon fists. Uh, we can work on that. Hey, fucking World of Darkness branding, hit us up for ideas on like really stupid fucking weapons. <laughs> yes, this is our ask. Jason Carl, make pigeon fists a thing. Outstar, Justin Keeley, any of y'all? Yeah, w- <laughs> don't worry. We'll write up a full stat block for fishing. <laughs> no, we're not doing fishing. No. 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 <laughs> Fuck that, no. On that note, I've talked about the rough of how a conflict will work. What if your conflict is physical and you want to do the punchy stabbies, bitey, scratchy grapple? Mm-hmm. Shoot! Shoot! Spray paint. Uh, yeet. Not shoot. No. Elbow. No, use a... Leg drop. Explosion. explosion. German suplex. Um, King murder explosion. Throw a cop car at a police officer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every day, all day. So if you're going to do that, it's physical combat, boys. So, uh, the book does have more... Uh, intricate details for physical combat in the back of the book around page like 300 if you're interested in getting to the nitty gritties of what if you're defending what if you're doing an all-out attack what if you're doing a cold shot blah 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 i'm not gonna fucking talk about that right now you can buy the goddamn book if you're wanting to do the basics and understand how uh physical combat works here we are physical combat boot camp so if you are as an st or a player trying to figure out what stats you should maybe roll for certain physical combat. Page 128 in the book has a fuckload of example rolls or dice pools, conflict pools that you can choose from. It is a mix of physical and social ones. 
But we're talking about physical right now. Uh, that's the chunk of the book where I learned that if you're doing uh, John Wick gun foo, it is strength and firearms. And I'm still very pleased with that. <laughs> it's very entertaining. I'm like, no, that makes all the sense in the world. And I love it. It's just, I know gun foo. <laughs> yes. If, oh yeah, I actually made the, haha, thank you, Pass Sarah. If you're looking for the more detailed rules on close combat, mm-hmm. that is on page 301. I'm glad I made a note for that. So the basic pools you're going to be using most of the time for physical combat are if you're doing unarmed attacks, like with your fists, mm-hmm. it's going to be a strong and a brawl. Pugilism, yes. Pugilism, yes. If you are doing a one-handed weapon, so a knife, a machete, a baton, eating a loaf of frozen bread, I don't know. Throwing, too? Yes. Okay. Well, no, throwing is different, but if you're wielding a frozen loaf of bread, <laughs> if you're doing a one-handed melee weapon, it's going to be dex and melee. So, quick question. I'm pretty sure I remember um, correctly. I tried to look it up just now, but I don't Mm -hmm. have my book with me. Vicissitude weapons count with brawl. Now, is that because it's just part of your body? Yes. So, whatever is part of your body counts as brawl. Yeah. Generally, brawl is is just you and your bits. Okay. No extra accoutrement. Got it. So, in this case, the extra bits would just be a knot of bone instead of a fist. Yeah, but it's still like you. Me. Melee weapons tend to be things you can hold in your hand. Got it. If it's one-handed, it's going to be dex melee. If it's two-handed, it's like broadsword or a wheelbarrow or a cop car. That'll be strong and melee. What happens if I use flesh crafting to remove my arm from myself and then wield it as a weapon? I'd probably count that as melee. But it's myself. Yeah, but you're not using the power of yourself to do the weapon damage. You're using your arm as a baton. Got it. Okay. Are you re... (laughs) Now, now see, what I'm hearing here is you need to kerjigger your body to have combustions so you can fire out bone pellets, and then you'll still be using strength and brawn for a projectile attack. Technically, it's still part of your body. Come on, you know. I mean, also, Dex. though, I could see Dex still. Yeah, that's still, that's, that could still be Dex. You have to aim it. Yeah. You're projecting. I'm just saying it'd be, it's funny that it's you'll fun. be rolling brawl. Yeah. If for standard shooting a gun, no. it is composure and firearms. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay calm. Got focus. Squeeze, don't pull. Yeah. Yup. I know a lot of people are like, is Dex firearms? I'm like... If you're doing, like, a John Woo running through a room, you could probably argue that, but standard gun is composure and firearms. Yeah, when you are standing, aiming, and taking a shot. If you are, so, like I said earlier, if you're throwing that for a bag of frozen bread, you got ninja stars, chucking. Again, a paint can. A paint can. That'll be dex and athletics. Most things you are throwing will be dex and athletics. There might be times you can convince the ST, depending on how you're throwing things, to maybe do strength. strength. It can be convinced, but generally it is dex. Unless you're throwing, like, a car. Or a cinder block. Yeah, if you're throwing something super... Or a manhole cover. Yeah. If you're gonna yeet another motherfucker at another motherfucker, I might argue that'd be a strong just to, like, get them the fuck up. Also, that's the McEachern school. Go on. Yeah. I have been playing... I just beat uh, the first Bioshock again. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my favorite uh, plasmids is telekinesis. Because it's so fun to just pick up a dead body and chuck it at somebody's dome and they die. And so I pick them up and chuck them at somebody's dome. It's lots of fun. Yeah. That was the incorrect statement. The correct statement was bees. Oh, yeah. I have. It's it's that, um, the Electro one, and bees. Those are like the only three I actually use. Because <laughs> let's be real. What does Bioshock te- teach us? There is no problem that cannot be solved with, an, with another copious amount of bees. It's true. Just throw lots of bees. Just, oh, look, more bees. This will solve the problem. 
Just angry, pissed off bees. Is Bioshock the reason our generation is just obsessed with bees? I think it has to be. I think it's probably also partially because they're all dying. Yeah, they're and, also very cute. And partially Nicolas Cage's fault. The bees, that was an outtake. That was an outtake. Not that was bees, a deleted scene. It's not even bees. in the movie. Oh, God. Fucking... It's not, that, it's not that bad a movie. No, it isn't. It's just... You just love the original so No, much. like, I fucking love the original, and then having to grow up and for years try to explain to people that, no, there's this old British horror movie where Christopher Lee, yes, Dracula, wears a kilt and also, like, dresses up in, like, really shitty drag, and there's pagans and shit, and, and it's really bucks. cool, and there's titties, and... No one believed me. And then this Nick Cage movie comes out and everybody's like, ha ha bees. And I'm just like, this feels like some sort of weird cosmic gaslighting and I don't fucking like it. I like both of them. No, oh, yeah, no, no. I enjoy it now. It's just the years of people being like, ha ha, it's the bee movie. I was like, no, this movie should be remembered for what actually happens in the movie, which is Nick Cage puts on a bear suit, lightly jogs up a hill and then knocks this bitch the fuck out. <laughs> That's what the movie should be remembered for. Also, let's be remembered. Let's not talk about Which that about would be the- a strength in brawn. Like, it would. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not forget the crime against humanity that is the B movie. Oh, yeah. No, we don't have to discuss that. That was just Cheerios, the movie. Mm. Not wrong. Okay. Yeah. I so I don't know what that means. But if you want to grapple a motherfucker, strength and brawl. Yeah, if you're no. grabbing a guy. Could so- you argue Dex and brawl for grappling? Dodge. Uh, no. No? No. We skipped over Dodge. Nah, I was gonna oh, yeah. cover that around oh, anyways. Yeah. Oh, just checking. That's okay. I was like... So, small note on grapple. Uh, you're gonna ro- roll opposing strength and brawl checks for this. That sees who the top yeah. and who the bottom is? Yes, actually, literally. Yeah. It is literally fucking, like, just Beyblades. Whoever wins the first round gets to engage the grapple. Then you roll strength and brawl again the next round to... If you basically win the second round of the grapple check you get a bonus action that you get to do, which is like fully restraining somebody or biting them or hurting them. Oh, so yeah, it is like 3.5 D&D where yeah. it's, you establish grapple and then if you may, if you win again, you get to, you know, shove, incapacitate, do damage. Yeah, because okay, until you basically roll that second success on maintaining the grapple, the other person can still act freely and do yeah. something else. It's a it's a contested roll until then. No, no, that's, that's clearly, that makes sense. Like, Grapple is kind of messy in a lot of games, and I really think that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. But it's also a good rule for, like, if you're playing a game like this where you're like, I need to restrain this person. I don't want to hurt them if you engage a grapple. It is non-lethal damage. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Unless you specifically say that you want to make it lethal, like you have a knife. Oh, then that would be, you know, then you're doing a stab. Right. Which you could do with, you know. If you're in a grapple on the second thing, yeah, Mm -hmm. you could then... Yeah, if you win, yeah, if you win the second round, you're basically like establish a dominance, and then you can, you know, finish him or whatever it is you're gonna do. Cool. Yeah. Lick their ear. I don't know. You got choices, but if you want to avoid all that shit, give a real bad wet willy. Right. You could. You literally could do that. Oh my god. What kind of willpower damage would that do? If somebody like so if I did that massive. in front of somebody's coterie, I just we grappled will, them down we and will, gave them a fucking We will get to that in a moment. <laughs> oh, I have a new plan for McTavish. Oh. Right? Oh. Yeah. Oh, demoralize him so bad with a wet willy. Oh god, <laughs> oh, how god. could you live, outlive that? Yeah, if you want to avoid people throwing things at you, you want to avoid getting shot bullets, you want to avoid a punch. Uh, it's called a dodge. That will be a Dex and Athletics roll. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. just your power to like no. Mm-hmm. 
No. And then when no, you have no, celerity, no. you just add to that. Yeah. I assume. Uh, you, slippery fast. Uh, does the base celerity also add to that? Uh, no. Yeah, because I was pretty sure... Uh, fleetness does. Uh, f- yeah, fleetness... Actually, that says non-combative. Hmm. Fleetness does say... But uh, the... Uh, I was literally looking into this for the character I was playing. Uh, there's one that lets you dodge bullets. You don't yeah, have rapid reflexes you allows you... That's the you... one that I was thinking Yeah, of. there you go. Yep. Yeah, that one just allows you to... That, yeah. that allows you to do it instead of just, well, you're fucked. You right. better roll. Don't suck. This one actually is like, no, 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 you can actually roll the dodge. Be like, right. Yeah. That Bonnie Hakeem has, uh, has the rapid reflexes, which again is probably one of the only reasons she didn't get absolutely fucking murdered by an actually trained gang grill. Yeah. It's just like, I have a knife. I am a college professor. This you is know, bad. you know what? I'm doing this because you know what? I like this guy, and if he fucks me up, I'd rather him fuck me up than somebody randomly. Fair enough. I, I could just make him feel bad by me another jacket later. That was my thought, and then I was like, oh no, I made him angry. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, please don't stab me. And he didn't, and it worked out great. Yay. Mm-hmm. He's offering to teach my character how to train because it's a Bono Hakeem, so I put no points in firearms, and I'm just like, oh thank God. Nice. Yeah, but anywho. Damage. So, your stabs initiative. You've done your rolls. You have won, and now you do the damage. As stated before, uh, damage is the margin in the conflict pool. So, it's your amount of successes over the successes of the loser. If you used a weapon for this, you get to add bonus to that damage. Huzzah! It's called the damage reading. There's a little table on page 304 with weapons ratings and as well as armor ratings. Most vampires don't bother with armor. You can if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's there. It doesn't really do much for you. Uh, Not so much, because the armor is mostly just turning aggravated damage into superficial, and you kind of already do that anyways. Right. But it's good stuff to know, but the weapons table is nice, because it gives you a good idea of what kind of weapons do what kind of bonus damage. Shotguns are broken. Yeah. yeah like, a shotgun at close, like, point blank range does a plus four. Which makes sense, having seen the damage shotguns do, but that's fucking insane. Yeah. Remember that uh, one time? Oh, you probably weren't there that one what? time. Um, we shouldn't we... talk about that on the show. The time out of the farm? Oh, with, yeah, yeah. With, no. with the mannequins? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You can't just fucking do that to the audience. Just the be like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk about that. And just be like, oh, oh, not that. No, we got to wait another five years. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Nothing time... happened at the farm. It's fine. It's not a real farm anyway, oh, but... Okay. All right, well, yeah, never mind. Are we being facetious on this one? No, the time with the mannequins, when we were shooting things with the shotgun. Oh, yeah, we froze those mannequin right. heads. Right, we had a bunch of mannequin heads, and we mm-hmm. cut the bottoms out of them and filled them with water so oh. that, like, the... the um the foam on the inside was like wet and then we froze them overnight and then we put them on little pikes and we just moved through this field with a shotgun shooting mannequin heads oh that does sound fun it was a lot of fun except after a second you realize yeah shotguns do a lot of fucking damage mm-hmm. just like removed the back half of these mannequin heads sometimes. just like jesus christ yeah yeah, I, I'm not saying I've been to, like, 2,000 score websites. I'm like, no, I know precisely what that looks like, and mm-hmm, that's upsetting. Yeah. But good things to know. So if you're using weapons, check those out. Make sure you're not accidentally boning yourself out of, like, damage, depending on the clutch of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the way, the rough of how damage will work is uh, non-lethal weapons or attacks, basically, like, punch kicks, those kind of things. Uh, things that would on normal people leave bruises, scrapes, maybe like a light cut. Like it's going to be a rough time. That is superficial damage. That puts a little slash on your health box. 
that's the tracker that fills up first, usually. Would you say a broken rib is superficial damage? No, that is not. That okay. is specifically described as aggravated damage. Oh, so, cool. um, yeah, the first thing, superficial damage, the, the light kicks and bruises and all that, that's for a standard human. Got it. Uh, standard weapons, lethal weapons, and anything that would cause sharp or piercing damage, broken bones, that mm. kind of shit. Things that are going to be a grievous injury to that. Things that will be a grievous injury to a standard human is counted as aggravated damage. So that's anything from a broken wrist to a gunshot wound? Yep. Uh, baseball bat, like, because it will, like, fucking implode somebody's skull. Yeah. Depending on, like, if you grab a, like, if you're at a bar fight, mm-hmm. depending on what bottle you grab, like, you could brain somebody with that. That will cross over from superficial to ag damage very fucking quickly. Yep. Yup. Hmm. I've seen some Thick things. whiskey bottles. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck, could yeah. you imagine getting brained by a fucking Kahlua bottle? I've seen people uh, drive yeah. nails into wood with, mm-hmm. like, a Jack Daniels bottle before. That glass is thick. Yeah. She thick. There's that one time we were trying to make shanks, and that mm-hmm. did we, we could not break them across no. the uh, door frame. And then you broke yours. I, did, I used the power of um, Dex plus athletics to yes, throw it. Yes, you and did. Crit against it. a wall. <laughs> that broke it. It did. But that is before a standard human. When you are a vampire, throw all that shit out the window. But everything is basically superficial damage except for sunlight, fire, and supernatural weapons. Get shot with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Superficial. Yes. But if you fill up your uh, wound tracker all the way with superficial, so like all the little boxes you have little slashes on it. If you go beyond that, the slashes become X's, which is an ag. And then once you hit all those. You go into torpor. Take a nap. Well, yeah. Not, yeah take a Nappy nap. nap. It's a nap. Nap, nap. Now, when you're in torpor, if somebody wants to finish the job, they can. They don't even really have to roll for that, I assume. Not really. You just walk up and chop somebody's head off. Take the heads. You know, all, you, you, got, you got options. Just leave you outside. Yeah, tie them to a roof. Yeah. I would also add that I know we said... Uh, that that it that humans take aggravated with like guns and that kind of thing, and that most vampires don't really bother with armor because mm-hmm. they kind of do that automatically. Makes a human with armor though a little bit scarier when you realize they're starting to like have damage like a vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if you get if you get a human in like a really solid like SWAT outfit, like you're just like, oh shit, this is actually a tanky problem. In a combat. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun side note that I've not seen come up terribly in a lot of plays, and I think it's just because people forget about this. There is an impairment rule. So, mm-hmm. yep. if you fill your tracker on the health with the, your little superficial slashes, and you're about to cross over an ag damage, uh, you start taking minus two to all physical rolls. Oof. Because you're just... The chick has been kicked out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is not a fun time. Mm-hmm. So that is a good thing to keep in mind if you're fighting like another vampire and you're like, man, this is, I don't know if it's going to be worth it or not. If you can push them hard enough into in that, to be in that impaired state, they're going to start taking a pretty decent kick in the physical roles. And you're just kind of like, okay, this might be actually be worth it. If right. you're going to, if you're going to decide to beat the shit out of them. Yeah. You know, just getting them there is like, oh God. <laughs> Work, work, work. Work, work, work. But yes, so that, that is that is if you're kicking ass taking names with your fists. 
Bam, bam. What if you're kicking ass and taking names? With the Lord? Well, I was going to say with like a, a cutting reed. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's social combat. Social combat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically in Vampire the Masquerade, it pays to be a fucking bitch. It's great. Yeah, being sassy is cool. Yeah, and you can hurt people with it. Well, you know, words hurt. They do. They really do. Mm. Especially when you can fuck up their social standing in the society that you guys are in. <laughs> oh, and no. For a little while, I was kind of like confused. Like, come on, you're like immortal. You why, why do you really give a shit? But then I remembered like... Ego. They're all immortal. So like when you get embarrassed in front of Greg, a thousand years from now, when you see Greg, he can still be like, hey, yo, remember that one time that guy kicked you in the gut so hard you pooped your pants? Like, I didn't even know you could still do that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know you could do it anymore, but you sure did. Remember? Uh, I was in front of the prince, too. It was great. Just <sighs> <laughs> Yes. So uh, social combat can include any of the following scenarios, such as like stare downs, throwing shade, uh, dueling banjos. Like you can literally do a battle of the bands and this be counted as like a social contest. Nice. Uh, a speed painting competition. Hmm. Rap battles. Uh, chess games uh you could literally do a seduction off like if you really want your social combat to just be like several rounds of gay chicken you can do that you can absolutely do that there's one you skipped on the list but uh i thought would be was really cool was poker yeah poker could be a social contest like there's so many options well you could do a whole james bond then you know Mm -hmm. what i mean where they're like like slyly hinting that they know who each other is while like raising each other at poker and Mm -hmm. yeah that could get sick as fuck which is why i threw on the list i'm glad you noticed that thank you i'm a hack and a fraud so these contests can happen over a couple of moments it could happen over like a few minutes few hours this could take months and years of in-game time social contests are where time for turns gets super wibbly wobbly Hmm. and kind of can be left up to st and player uh dramatic discretion so technically you could be having a social combat and then have physical combats throughout your social combat technically yes Ooh, i just imagine a scene where like the kind of face of the party and someone who they're going up against are like exchanging like an argument while the rest of the party is like out fighting like their minions in like mm-hmm. a field while the other the two stand top and are like arguing with See, each other and i was still That'd sticking with the poker idea in a casino They're oh standing yeah in, like the main office like trying to negotiate a deal and the rest of their coteries like beating the hell out of their guards trying to get to something that's sick that yeah, sick as fuck we're that, giving away so many good ideas right now yeah you're welcome guys you're welcome take them free please to use them free to use There's- them there are so many fucking cool things you can do with World of Darkness. It doesn't have to be just like dark brood brood. Also, do not, kind of a side thing, but don't stick to the D&D rule about splitting the party. Nah, you can split that party. Yes, we do it almost every time we go somewhere. Yeah, pretty much every almost game I have run for you guys, it just turns into like, uh, basically, you know, when there's uh, films where they're like, all right, there's this chunk of the group, and then you have to whip pan cut to the other chunk of the group, and then whip pan back, and... and if you're good at it and you at least have party members that are cool with that and are doing interesting things, you can get some really cool tension built where you're like, this happens, this happens, this happens, and then back to these guys, and then you just kind of left these guys on a cliffhanger, and they're just like, fuck, why? I, yeah, I either like to wait till my party gets to, like, a really big moment and then flip over to make 
build tension or I've literally set a timer before mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, we're going to spend 10 minutes of real time like doing this and then flip back to keep people from getting bored so that everyone's getting like an equal amount of play time. And so you could do either. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the timer idea, but it does it's not always super conducive to the flow of what's going on. So keep that in mind. So yeah. our game has been pretty much just like a moody Wes Anderson film. I would say Wes Anderson. Am I thinking of the correct director? Did uh, Grand Budapest? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's so many like to a different scene. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll take it. You're not wrong. I was just thinking of that one camping movie he did that I was like, oh, this is too twee. I don't care. But I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, he did do he did do Grand Budapest. That was actually pretty dope. Yeah, I don't. I think I like The Life Aquatic and that was about it. I like The Life Aquatic too. Life Aquatic was really good. But it's a film podcast now. No, you're doing social combat, which technically, if you want to have dueling uh, filmmakers as vampires, or trying to make who's just trying to see who's going to make the best like fucking budget horror film or whatever, <laughs> you can turn that into a social conflict. Be fun. Dude, it could have, be super fun. Uh, what What is that? Um, they both enter their films into a film contest in the city. Yes, yeah, Sundance. Just yeah. Because it's I- ironic there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it. I'm sorry, Hunter. I interrupted you. I oh, no. I was trying to remember um, the name of that John Waters movie where... Uh, Pink Flamingos? N- no. Yes, but no. Um, <laughs> the one about Cecil B. Demented. Have you seen oh, that Oh, Cecil B. Demented oh. slaps. About the indie filmmaker who goes crazy and kidnaps like a super successful star to make his like the ultimate indie piece of art before... Awesome. I haven't seen it. I'll it's really it good. You. I would definitely say on the John Waters films is pretty top tier. Oh, okay. It's pretty All up right. there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Fucking, and you're talking to somebody who actively fucking loves female trouble. So. <laughs> I love, I love John Waters, but I'm not a hairspray guy. I'm definitely on the other end of yeah. his. Yeah. Like hairspray's fine. Uh, honestly, I feel terrible, but I'm like, it's a little overrated. No, it's a really solid musical. It's fun and campy, but like, I have a bit of a crop my ass about it because for the longest time. Because I was in show choir, Hairspray was the only musical where people took like a fat girl seriously. And I'm just like, God damn it. <sighs> now, if you want a good John Waters musical, go watch Cry Baby. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. He directed that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and it's got Iggy Pop in it. Yeah, it does. does. Hatchet Face didn't give it away that he directed that. That is the most John Waters ass character in that fucking movie. That movie is not very John Waters, though. Yeah, but you can have a, you literally you can have look at a hatchet face where he's like, cry, like no, Crybaby is super John Waters film. Like the whole like crux of the movie follows in the John Waters trope of uh, the evil people in the society are the hypocrites. I mean that's true, but every time I think John Waters, I'm thinking like female troubles and pink flamingos. And... Oh God, what was that one movie did with Divine that was basically a reenactment of the Kennedy assassination? They did it like right after it happened too, and I was just like, "Girl, you spicy." Fallen down a John Waters. We did. I think of those, so like I do not see Crybaby as that. I saw like Hatchet Face as like a tip of the hat. Yeah, but if you want to do a tip of the hat in a social combat, kill everyone now. Yes, dude, you could do psychic damage to someone with like a fedora, just like tip, tip, milady. You just doing (laughs) that gave me psychic damage (laughs) as a joke with a ghost hat. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so these contests, like I said, can happen quickly or very slowly over time. You guys can kind of move at the speed of plot. It's mm. fine. Whatever. Uh, also, this damage does not represent a sudden dramatic injury. You know, like when you do a stab and there's a wound with the blood and the bleeding and whatnot. 
that's generally not how it works. Willpower damage is more re- meant to represent like stress and like mental fatigue and uh, just not doing so hot. Straight up not having a good time, fam. <laughs> so um, that could be sending someone into like a depression, uh, mm-hmm. causing someone to have like an anxiety attack or just mm-hmm. get like confused even yes. in a conversation. Oh, it, it, it gets very intense. But yeah, the damage that results from social combat also tends to linger for longer and has potential to hurt things outside of the willpower tracker. Hmm. So if you're a fucking cunt of a player character, as I can be sometimes, hmm, this is your bad butter. This is where you want to hurt people. The way that this work is, if you're getting into a social combat, social conflict, uh, the storyteller will determine what the conflict pools will be. These vary greatly depending upon what the situation is. The book does give a list of examples in the sections in like the 120s as well as in the 300s of like, yeah, if what was the one rap battle could be like wits and performance. A chess game could be resolve and academics. There's there's a lot of options. You guys can kind of hash out what the opposing pools will be. You can do best out of three. You can do a single role. Whatever works best for the, the situation. I will again emphasize, if you're going to do this as a one role, make sure everybody understands and what agrees to what is to be gained or lost with the single role. Especially because with social combat, it is allowed for a player that is in a social combat to withdraw before the dice are rolled. So if you're doing like best out of three, they could decide to go through the first two rounds and then withdraw and accept defeat on the third one. Because you don't have that option with a single roll, make sure everybody's aware of what the fuck they're getting into before they agree to it. Right. Because nothing kills the mood at a table more than somebody like, yeah, let's do this. And they're really in the moment they don't quite click what's happening and then they get fucked. And they're like, hey man, what the fuck? You know, I didn't mean me. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Also, it kind of just sucks if you're not ready to... To, like, accept that gamble to have a big loss on a single die roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you risked the biscuit and you didn't even know the biscuit was up on the, the little platter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd much rather eat the biscuit. Right. Biscuit slap. Mm-hmm. Both the American and British. Truth. Have any of you ever played Monkey Island? Yes. Yeah. Curse yeah. of Monkey Island? Yeah. 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 It kind of reminds me of the uh, insult sword fighting. You remember that scene? Yeah. Where, yeah. like, you, you have to, like, you're, like, sword fighting, but you're just insulting each other, and you have to learn all the different comebacks to the insults to, like, beat them in a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, God. It's like, there was you a... fight like a dairy farmer. How appropriate. You fight like a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit like that. I cannot remember the name of the game, but Total Biscuit played it back in the day. It was just, like, insult simulator. It's just like you get random words. You just got to like insult back, and it was all. It looks so oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's like that. Or uh, uh, anybody who's a big fan of any kind of like drag race culture, there's a big element in the performances where they just do reads and they just fucking say the meanest shit to each other for the ha-has. But you're doing that for like actual reasons. Wait, are you telling me that drag culture has something in common with rap culture? That's great. Yeah. You were, I was so confused. I did a turbo straight. Right? <laughs> I, you thought drag racing? Yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking too. about nitro-powered funny cars. Uh, and I just imagined, like, two two race no! car drivers, like, in their cars, like, revving the engines, being like, yo, bro, fuck you. I mean, I, I suppose they could, but no, I was meaning more like, you know, Katja and, I was meaning more like Katja and Trixie from, like, uh. Yeah, no, yeah. that that's totally fair. But in my mind, I just imagined like an 
Like, just two race car drivers insulting each other on the line. I mean, that does right. work, but right. not what not They're right about to rev off, about. and he looks and over and goes, what is that, stock? And I, I, as soon as you brought that idea into my brain, I went the superior route where the cars were talking shit to each other. Calm down, Lightning like, McQueen. Thank you. <laughs> cars 2 is about eugenics. Anyways, uh, much like in... Physical combat, social combat has the same thing where you have your conflict pools, you roll your bones, whoever has the most successes is the winner, you subtract the loser's successes, that margin is the damage. This is where the damage gets fucking interesting in the social combat. So the damage goes to the willpower. If the social conflict would affect the losing character's ego, you know, just kind of like the fifis would be hurt, the troll on the internet made them feel bad, they'd be... You know, like, ah, oh, that wasn't that wasn't cool. I'm kind of embarrassed, socially awkward. This was not a good time, but it doesn't attack like the core of who they are as a person. That is superficial willpower damage. That is a slash. Shrink. Note that is the same slash you make when you do the re-roll dice. So as you're attacking their willpower, you're fucking up their ability to re-roll dice for the course of the evening. Brutal. Yeah. Aww. So doing insults in social combat might be advantageous for you to do just strategically. If you're a monster like I am, if you do a social conflict in a way that attacks the core of who they are as a person, gets into like secrets they really don't want to get out, you're attacking their best friends, their lovers, touchstones, you do aggravated willpower damage. I can tell you, podcast, the desire in her eyes was a little concerning no it's fine with how happy she was to talk about that. oh yeah no, i'm not gonna great. lie it was kind of inspirational <laughs> <laughs> yes it's fun and much like the health tracker when you fill up superficial and you start going into ag it does cause impairments it is a minus two to mental and social roles you want to really fuck with the tremere's day just repeatedly insult their data method data collection methods until they start taking magnuses to their roles. Tell them that you think Chris Angel does better magic. <sighs> that right there is some aggravated willpower damage. No one likes yeah, to hear that a pedophile's better than them. That's Wait, true. Oh, shit, is he a pedophile? He may have been on some uh, well-known planes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Also, Damn, well, what you're telling me is the mage I want to play that just walks into a canyon. A chantry is just going to be doing social damage to all the fucking Tremere. It's being like, that is fucking bullshit, you half-ass fucking Yeah, axe. well, the thing is, for social combat to actually work, you have to be rolling against somebody who's going to actually oppose you on the conflict. So if you're just insulting somebody and they're just taking it... Uh, you as an ST can flavor that in a way where they're taking minuses to rolls, but they won't actively necessarily be taking willpower damage. They have to actually... You have have to engage in the conflict for it to actually do this. They have to, very old callback, be mad. They gotta be mad. So yeah, you can't just basically bully somebody into taking willpower damage unless that other character is also willing to oppose you and actually like get into the conflict. Right. So that way you don't ape this fucking cheesed ass bullshit. Because again, you go into ag damage on willpower, you're a fucking two different sets of stats. Like yeah. that bananas. I'm just like, that is so fucking... If you're a monster, it's great. <laughs> but you've you've done the superficial and or ag damage. Superficial damage, by the way, in willpower replenishes every night. Uh, in-game night, not like session night. At the rate of resolve or composure, whichever is higher. So if they have shit 
resolve and composure, you can really fuck a player for several for evenings. While. Yeah. Depending on how that goes. Ag willpower damage only heals at one a night if that character has done something towards their ambition. Hmm. So if they do not do any activities that would pursue going after their ambition, they're just going to sit there with that fucking ag damage. So if you can find out what a player's true ambition is, and you can fuck with their... Stop them from doing it. Yeah. All I want, all I want is this DVD of society. It's it's all I want. But you keep sniping them on eBay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I'm taking it. Right. <laughs> oh God, he's getting it because his touchstone wanted it. Yes. <laughs> just sitting there like, nope, not today. Or maybe because it's a bop. It is a bop. It is uh, a whole bop of a film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Both special editions. Yeah. Wait, there's definitely a weird drinking game. I think this is like the first time we talked about society. Because it's a good movie. It's it my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. It's very good. The damage for willpower gets worse if you completely fill your ag chart on willpower. You don't necessarily pass out or die or have an issue unless it's due to a social combat. If you fill up your ag, like with the little X's on your willpower during a social combat, you have a mental breakdown. And this could include you getting exiled from Elysium. This could include you losing merit dots. You can lose like status. Uh... This will cause a stain on your reputation, something you could go into frenzy and attack people like this is bad news bears. Damn. And this is some shit that's going to stick with the player or that character probably longer than it'll take for them to regain the willpower, which during that until they get their superficial back, they're taking minuses to their mental and social roles. Brutal. Yeah. That really kind of uh, makes, oh shit, salubri a little bit cooler. Mm Because can't they, like, help heal people's uh, willpower? Yeah. That makes them kind of (laughs) cooler. Yeah. They're like, hey, buddy, I've had a really bad couple days. Can we hang out for, like, I don't know, a (laughs) night? I need to make a salubri. I need, like, a spiritual ice cream. So that is is the the crash course for combat in V5. Woo! Um, Yeah, just if you are not into doing a punchy, stabby, slashy character, honestly, if you make a fucking social ninja, you are fucking terrifying in ways in this game that should be played out more Mm -hmm. i think and you can actually have some fun with it and get silly and wacky and let's be real actually makes toridor scary yeah toridor fucking frightening uh that also makes uh the ministry fucking terrifying i want to thank uh paralyze Uh for our theme song thank you i want to thank y'all for listening it's been super awesome uh, watching kind of the numbers go up. We've had a ton of people join us on Discord. Yeah. Um, it's a great little community and it's like mm-hmm. active pretty much all day long when mm-hmm. I'm awake anyway. Yep. Yeah, no, Discord's great. We got people sharing stuff mm-hmm. uh, for game resources and stuff. Uh, community promo. Community promo stuff. We got a couple people from other stream games that are popping in and hanging out and sharing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lore by Night guy hangs out sometimes. We have a channel just for people to like share stuff they're working on for their game mm-hmm. and get feedback on. If you have like NPCs or like plot lines you could use, you want punched up, there's always people hanging out right, willing to talk about stuff. So, and it's been awesome. You know, we've done a couple like fun movie and TV streams in there. There's people playing Deep Rock Galactic. 
Yeah. Recently. Um, in the mines. We're killing rat people, playing Vermintide 2 sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I cannot wait until I get my PC up and running because I will definitely be here for Deep Rock Galactic. I'm a rock and yes. stone, brother. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. We got oh. that. Uh, as I say, the Twitter actually is doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, you can talk to the robot on Twitter if you want. Sometimes I post memes on Instagram. Yeah, we're actually getting good at making the memes, guys. Yeah, I mostly just talk but to me, like... Me, the meme master over here. <laughs> yeah, me, the memer. You use the memin. But uh, yeah, I mostly honestly just talk to like occult practitioners on Instagram and then occasionally <laughs> post about game stuff. Yeah. Nice. If you want to see my stories where I just like posting whatever psychic TV song I'm listening to this week, that's fun. Yeah. But, uh, I play yeah. video games poorly. I'll try to talk games with you while I do it and it'll make me play more poorly. If you really want to, if you really want to fuck with him, wait till he gets into like a hard combat and then ask him like math related questions (laughs) (laughs) or Um, just to have me explain anything having to do with like, let's talk about vicissitude. And then I'll just be like, yeah, hold on. I'll go find somewhere safe and I'll just stand there so I can actually talk. You're fighting the boss and somebody is like, so if I'm in a train leaving Chicago at 45 kilometers per hour, mute. And there's, (laughs) and there's a man on the other train who's used vicissitude. (laughs) Shit. Unmute. I... How long until both the trains get horny <laughs> and merge into one super train? <laughs> I'm going to feel bad when I start playing. I'm just like, I'm used to this. Oh, it's okay. But, yeah. Uh, also, don't forget, we got a Patreon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We mostly are trying to cover the cost of uh, equipment because uh, we. This is not cheap. This is not cheap. This is not a cheap thing to be doing, and we want to produce the best thing we can for you guys. The folks, I am a robot that is uh, built on profit. Uh, please do not give more than you are willing and able to provide for yourselves first. I thrive on the monies. I love the monies, but uh, you require it for food and maintenance. Please do that first. Yeah, um, and right now we're, uh, we're going to start, we've started kind of simple seeing how things go we might add tiers if people are interested in that down the road mm-hmm. but right now we just kind of want a little basic uh support and help you guys you know influence the show with polls yeah. we want some feedback on things we're doing mm-hmm. so we figured that's a good way to do a little back and forth with that mm-hmm. we've got some more in the future that we're going to open up we just want to make sure that we can fully deliver on the promises we don't want you to pay for a product that you're not going to actually receive <laughs> yeah. oh Smash cut to all of the Kickstarters like, we're going to do all these great things. And then nope. And they're just gone. They fucked off with everybody's money. Yeah, we're not doing that. Fuck that. Yeah. We, we're not even going to talk about what we might add until we at least get this at a steady yeah. clip. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do appreciate the people who've thrown in on there yeah. already. And um, and if you, you think we're worth like a couple of dollars in the hat, thank yep. you. Yeah. We like hat dollars. Throw a coin to your blank bodies. Oh, yeah, and a robot. Throw it at him. Oh, City of Plenty? Yeah. There's definitely, Yay! There's not a food slot. There's definitely a coin slot. You're a coin slot? But anyway, if any of that stuff sounded interesting to you, uh, we have it linked down below in our link tree. You can join our Discord, follow us on social media, find our Patreon, uh, send us feedback through email, find us on every single app that we're listed on so you can play every episode like 12 times. Any of that that you dream or wish to do is linked in the link tree down below. Go into your mom's Apple account. Follow us. Ah, I had a question about social combat. What? Oh, before we close, yes. Yeah. Well, it was more of a what kind of willpower damage would this do? What? Uh, So the other day I was at 
um, a McDonald's drive-thru. Okay, bad start, but it's not an Arby's this time. Yeah, well... Uh, is um, there a penis involved? No. Okay. Wow. There are... There's a naked lady involved. What? Okay, continue. So I'm sitting there. I order on a turn like to go pay for it. And I look over, and there is a woman standing on the sidewalk completely naked, just kind of dancing. She has a gallon of milk with her. Just a gallon of milk? Uh, just a whole gallon of milk. Just naked with a gallon of milk. I promise this is true. And then eventually she kind of looks at one of the cars that's in line and just starts pouring it on herself and staring at him. And at this point I was like, I don't know if I should help or if I should like, I need to get out of here. I was The anyway, proper response is yelling, that's how you get ants. Okay, well, I got my fries and I left. I mean, ants don't usually go for dairy. Was it chalky milk or just like regular ass milk? It was milk? just regular ass milk. It looked thick though. So it was either spoiled or like whole milk. Oh my God. She just had a gallon of buttercream. Yeah. As we were leaving. In August. <laughs> as, we were uh, le- as we were leaving, the cops pulled in. I hope everything turned out okay. But who right? the fuck Oh knows? God. No, the, yeah, the cops were not necessary for that. Some mental health professionals yeah, were yeah. not mm-hmm. necessary The social workers should have been there. So anyway, what kind of uh, willpower damage would well, that have Well, did that lady expose a secret of yours? No. Exposed a secret no. of hers. No. Yeah. Did she damage a, a friend, a trusted ally, a loved one? Mm, I mean, I think the person that I was with will probably never be able to unsee it. But other than that, probably no. Yeah, I'd say. Like, but your your ego is fine, it seems. Yeah. You, yeah. I, this is the first I've heard of the, the naked McDonald's milk lady. Okay. So I'm assuming this was superficial damage. Cool. All right. Yes. Nice. Fans, get in the comments. Make, make the yeah, NPC join the that. Discord. We will open a channel <laughs> about the McDonald's milk lady, and you can decide if that was <laughs> superficial or egg damage. We can just regale you with more Midwest stories. Uh, yep. Welcome to the Midwest. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Midwest. It's just Twin Peaks. Yeah. A lot less whimsy, but yeah. Anyway, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Ha <laughs>